Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Some people believe the lie that people are born gay or that once you're a homosexual, you can never become a heterosexual. Our next guest is proof that's not true. Stephen Black leads a freedom ministry. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, I wanna welcome a first-time guest and a new friend to the program, Stephen H. Black. And he is the author of a book about Christian freedom, which he discovered uh, long before he wrote the book, but I wanna welcome him via Skype from Oklahoma City. Welcome Stephen Black to the program. How are you today? I'm good, thank you, sir. It's good to be on your program, an honor. Well, thank you. Um, you wrote this book, Freedom Realized, and I, it's hard to see, but I wonder if you could just hold it up on the screen there and let people know where they can find it and, and what it's about. Yeah, Freedom Realized can be found on its own book website, freedomrealized.org. Well, fantastic. Um, you are a leader, uh, in fact, you've had Christian freedom now for 25 years, uh, you are also the executive director of, uh, what's the name of your organization and what do you guys do? Yeah, uh, I am the director of a parachurch, Biblical Pastoral Counseling and Support Group Ministry. And we also do public teaching and speaking on the issues of all forms of sexual sin and brokenness. It's called First Stone, and uh, that comes from the Gospel of John, chapter eight, verse seven. Uh, which is about the woman caught in the very act of adultery. And it's, Jesus said, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. So that's our, wow. our uh, ministry and web address is firststone.org. Well, that's um, a, a profound experience that Jesus had with that woman who was caught in adultery. Uh, you know, a lot of people are ashamed of their sin. I am ashamed of my sins. I'm the greatest of sinners, honestly. Uh, I don't condemn anyone, but I also won't endorse uh, homosexuality the way that the culture is doing because it's harmful to children, it's harmful to adults. Uh, what was your experience uh, growing up as a child and, and then eventually coming out of that movement? Yeah, so 35 years ago, I had this radical transformative experience with Jesus Christ. It was come out of the, you know, Jesus people movement, uh, hit the first Southern, uh, I mean, hit the Southern Baptist church that I was a part of and uh, culminated in actually seeing a ma amazing revival. And I was a part of that. And what happened is the Lord in his great mercy and kindness brought me out of my uh, homosexuality uh, I was molested at a very early age by a friend of the family, um, a male, a man who molested me and told me that, you know, it was our special little secret at six, again at 10. So by the time I was in my teenage years and my most formative development of, of human sexuality, 
uh, I embraced a gay identity and thought that it was the only uh, thing I had. I was bullied a lot. It was beat up. I was called sissy queer faggot. And so I uh, was introduced to a uh, the gay community uh, by somebody who had seen that I was really depressed. And um, I was raised as a Catholic. And so I, I, I thought I was a misfit. And um, in this process, I was introduced to the gay community and became some like, um, honestly, an ugly situation, a, a boy toy with some very powerful and very wealthy men uh, in Oklahoma. And I lived gay identified for eight years. Uh, and then I uh, had a tragic situation with my little brother dying on Mother's Day that sent me in this place of asking for a discernment about heaven and hell and life. And I started praying, took about another year and a half in that prayer where uh, Jesus came into my life radically, spoke to me the night I got saved and said, if you do not accept me tonight, you're going to die. Well, I did. And he showed me the word of God was living and active. It changed my life that night. He, I prayed over the Bible uh, I went straight, uh, flipped open the Bible, and the Lord showed me Leviticus 18:22 and 20:13. Uh, I saw it there in the scriptures. Uh, at, at the time of my brother's death, the priest of my uh, parents' parish had told me it was okay to be gay. And so the truth hit me, and when the truth hit me, I surrendered to Jesus. And, and that was in 1983. And in 1983, we heard this terrible disease springing up in all the hospitals in Oklahoma City called GRID. It was gay-related immune deficiency, and they called it the gay disease. And so when he spoke to me the night I got saved, if you do not accept me tonight, you're going to die. It was a warning of great love and mercy and compassion. And so for the last 30 wow. years, I've been doing ministry and helping people overcome homosexuality in all forms of sexual sin. I primarily work with men and we've seen great success. Well, now GRID is called AIDS and I have so many questions, but first of all, thank you for being so transparent about your upbringing. Um, do you believe, although you were in a homosexual lifestyle, you said for eight years, that you were born homosexual or is that something you were recruited into by the people who abused you? Well, after you know, 35 years of working on my stuff and helping others, uh, I know for sure that it was environmental. And we also have data now, especially over the last five years of science, good science, uh, that conclusively shows there is no genetic uh, disposition towards being uh, gay. Uh, there's still some you know, science out on the hormonal washing of the brain that may lead to a propensity uh, of personality and gifting or um, you know, some, some, some hormonal imbalances in men and women that may have a propensity to. But we know there's no gay gene. And, uh, and I look back over my life and there are things that are very common in the people that we minister to. Uh, broken relationship, my dad was career military, Navy boxer, he was the man's man. Uh, but back in those days, in the 60s, they would ship him out. And he was gone pretty much the first five years of my life. That was a huge deficit because that was right on the heels of me being uh, sexually molested. 
And so these are great contributors. We also see that personality and gifting can at times lend towards a, a propensity or a feeling of deficit. Uh, males having a deficit in masculinity or women feeling like they're overly masculine. And so we see these things in the development. And of course, now the culture uh, pretty much tells you, you are gay and you should be gay. As I was in Colorado just yesterday in a hearing uh, where uh, pretty much the Democrats were applauding all the LGBTQ people and uh, embracing this new you know, uh, ban on therapy uh, for, for minors. And so we're living in a culture that's really dark. And I thank God that I came out when I did uh, in 1983, uh, now knowing that I was not born gay and that there were some uh, contributing factors and actually some really dark, traumatic things that needed professional help and also inner healing and prayer uh, over the pain and the sorrow of my life. And we see that with all kinds of people that come through our ministry that actually do the work for at least one year to find lasting freedom. Well, I'm so inspired by this story and I agree with you. We need to take a commercial break. When we come back, I'll ask Stephen Black about his book, Freedom Realized. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also face punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know, there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage. I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series, a marriage and family ministry expert Vince Dacchioli, and we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage, and also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Stephen Black, 
Stephen, did I hear right that you came to Colorado and attended, maybe you even testified before a House or Senate committee in the state legislature? I was a Colorado state representative. I voted no on the very bill that you're talking about, or I lobbied against it, to prohibit what they call uh, reparative therapy, or some people call it conversion therapy. The Democrats literally want to ban voluntary religious conversions and ban free speech in a private doctor's counseling office. Um, does your ministry, would that be affected? Or if you, if, if I know you're in Oklahoma, but if you were based in Colorado and that bill became law, would it prohibit your ability to talk to young people about freedom from homosexuality? It wouldn't personally affect me because I'm not a licensed therapist, but if I was a Christian in Colorado and had Christian beliefs as a therapist, a licensed therapist, it absolutely will affect. We had lawyers there testifying yesterday in the hearings on House Bill 1129. It's awful what went down. There were over 150 people in the room. It was mainly, I would say 60% LGBTQ people. And, and it was a Democrat controlled uh, hearing. And the Democrat uh, uh, leadership, the members of this um, hearing uh, were actually enthralled by the end of the day when most of the conservative testimonies, and I testified as well, and uh, by the end of it, they were praising the LGBT and applauding them. And not once did Madam Chairman ever uh, compliment uh, the conservative testimonies. Well, I'm shocked by the way Colorado has gone to the left. Hopefully you will not repeat that same mistake in good places like Oklahoma. But I wanna get back to uh, your personal story. You said, when you came to faith in Jesus Christ, that he, removed from you, not just the shame and the guilt, but he removed from you the desire and the lust. And I wonder if you could expound on that and how did your life change uh, in your sexual practice thereafter? Great question. Um, actually in my story, which is a bit unusual, uh, I was born again in the midst of a revival movement. So the sexual addiction of my life immediately cut off. Uh, now, I had to work on my thinking and my feelings and my desires for, for several years afterwards. Um, right at the time that I married my wife, three years into my walk with Jesus, um, the Lord did an amazing work. And after we were married, uh, there, were, there were times when I still had to deal with some stuff. But over the last 33 years of marriage, uh, that became diminished and diminished and diminished to where the idea of ever being even attracted to the idea of homosexual sexual activity is not even a temptation in my life. And nor is it with the many men that I know that actually do the hard work of actually removing themselves completely from the, the perverted chaos that goes on in the mind of so many of these people that are trapped in homosexuality. Wow, uh, what a testimony, not only that you have a 33 year marriage, but that you are free and that you, you're relieved of any impulses or compulsions or uh, demons as I would uh, refer to those dark parts of our identity that tempt us to sin. Um, tell me about your book, Freedom Realized. Is it like a step-by-step -step manual or is it your story or how does it actually help people get to where you are? 
Uh, great question. Um, actually, I was a part of the Exodus International implosion. I was the ministry chairman um, that provoked this book because Alan Chambers basically told the whole world, no one changes. And so that was very provoking. So what we did is we had 1,200 intact client folders over a 25-year span of ministry. And we compiled all that data. We were able to make contact with 500 people. And the first time ever in a, a ministry like ours, we were able to survey 185 people and get the bottom line results. And the bottom line results were also published um, this last year in a, a survey by itself called the Freedom Realized Survey. Now this is in eight and a half by 11 format. It's also in the book, but a little truncated. Uh, the full report has all of the data and all of the comments of every person uh, that filled it out. And some of them were people that did not uh, find successful freedom. So we didn't hold anything back. We let everybody see the data. Uh, bottom line, 70, more than 70% of the people that came through our ministry found lasting freedom. And so what this book has in it is all of that, plus it has 16 other ex-gay leaders that uh, have over 20 years of experience giving their synopsis. And then it does have my story and then it has some practical steps uh, on how to find freedom and then some guides uh, to the church. I have a new book getting ready to come out, hopefully in the next year, and it's gonna be called Freedom Realized Lessons Learned. And it will be more comprehensive on find, how to find lasting freedom. But this book does address how to find freedom in a, in a uh, actual step format. The next book will actually have more in-depth detail along with questions. Well, I'm impressed. Uh, first of all, that there is a scientific basis that is based in uh, the, the real lives of over 500 people or, or 185 who took the survey and you have the, the unbiased survey questions, the results, you haven't hit anything, even the people who answered against uh, what you believe, uh, you've included their That's comments right. in the book. So Freedom Realized, Dot org is the website if you want to get that scientific data. We need to take one more commercial break. When we come back, I'll ask Stephen about uh, the, the controversy and the new movement for ex-gay ministry. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit? or from angels, or from invisible demons. We've created a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? We're offering a discount today while supplies last it used to be $99. Now it's just a suggested donation of $50. You get the entire four disc set and you learn how to discern the Holy Spirit, angels and demons, every mention in the Bible. Call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website or write to the address on your screen. You can learn to discern the spirits. How is your marriage doing? 
ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know, there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage. I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series, a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Stephen H. Black, who leads a movement there at First Stone Ministry in Oklahoma City, and has written a book, Freedom Realized. You can find it at freedomrealized.org. Stephen, we're talking about the ex-gay movement, and you are uh, one of the founders of Parents and Friends of Gay and Ex-Gay, uh, tell me, PFLAG, I think is, uh, the, but there is an ex-gay movement, and it, it really upsets the left. They've tried to shut it down a few times, and some people say that uh, there's no such thing as uh, converting out of homosexuality. Right, well, there's PFLAG, which is kind of the gay offering, and bringing parents into the idea of accepting their gay children. Then there's P. Fox, and P. Fox is parent and family and friends of ex-gays, and I'm on that board, I'm not one of the founders, but I am on that board that conclusively shows that people also do find uh, freedom, and, and, and there's a support for parents and friends uh, to know how to minister. And so we, we find over and over uh, that there is lasting freedom. I was also one of the founders with the uh, Restored Hope Network, and that is a network of ministries that actually came out of the Exodus debacle. The, the ministries that were even a part of the founding of Exodus that were the biblically orthodox sound ministries that were doing the frontline work. So, you know, Alan Chambers was just this, you know, kind of uh, spokesperson and, and figurehead of the ex-gay movement, but he himself never even obtained lasting freedom himself. He should have never been put in that place. But those of us who have got, you know, decades of freedom are still doing the ministry. And there are people that find lasting freedom every day in this country. So the reality is different than the politics because the politics are trying to silence oh, yeah. you, trying to outlaw you, trying to discredit uh, what the Lord is doing. And I think it's not just against your, your friends, but I think it's anti-Christ. They don't wanna see Christ converting people's souls. And when people really do come to lasting faith in Jesus Christ, they find lasting freedom from their sins. Uh, in California, in New Jersey, I think uh, there have been court cases and the Supreme Court has yet to take up a case um, to say that you know, religious freedom is protected for people who wanna convert. But why do you think the gay lawyers or those who argue for their case um, are arguing to silence freedom of conversion, silence freedom of counseling and freedom of speech? 
They wanna deny that Christian people actually find freedom, uh, but you have scientific free, uh, evidence otherwise. Why won't the courts hear that? Well, and just a small correction, it's not actually a scientific re report, it's a survey report. Uh, because the scientific uh, data would have to be compiled over m many years. So um, it is a survey and it's concrete evidence. Uh, but the reason why they're against this, uh, Dr. Chaps, the reason, I mean, bottom line is they don't want people to have hope and they want to normalize their behavior as equal to gender and race. That is what's going on in Washington right now with the Equality Act. They, they want to literally criminalize Christian speech. That's what's happening right now. Uh, the Equality Act was just presented uh, last week on the House floor uh, and the idea of processing this. And what this will do is it will actually amend the 1964-69 Civil Rights uh, Act that legitimizes gender and race as a protected status. Well, they wanna add LGBTQ and the plus sign. And people need to take atten pay attention to that plus sign because it literally says in the bill and other things. Well, other things are what the APA wants to do, which is lower consent laws for sexual behavior. And they call them minority attracted people, wow. which is pedophiles. So we're, we're in a dark place in this country. Well, we've been petitioning against Nancy Pelosi's so-called Equality Act. Stephen, we have just a minute left, but someone out there has been inspired by your story and they're just learning about this. Would you look in their eyes and tell them how to find freedom and lead us in a short prayer? Absolutely, absolutely, Let, let's pray. So Father, I am asking in Jesus' name, by the might and the power of your goodness, your mercy and grace, that whoever is listening to me, whoever is watching, no matter if it's homosexual or pornography addiction, uh, so many men, Lord, that are, that are uh, addicted to porn, God, those that have been sexually molested, the people that are watching, family members, people that have uh, other people that are hurting and broken or identified in a chaotic world, I am asking that you concrete them in the gospel of hope. Jesus, your words, your power, that you are the loving savior that came to die, to take on the sins of the world. I pray that you would help them to believe and to surrender their lives to you. God, I ask that you would help them to get the necessary help to, to remove the trauma and the brokenness of their hearts to find lasting freedom. And we pray all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our God and our King, amen. Amen and amen. Our guest has been Stephen Black, his book and website, freedomrealized.org. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Sign a petition against Nancy Pelosi's so-called Equality Act. It's a LGBTQ nightmare. Uh, our prayer line is 866-Obey-God. If you prayed with us or you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, 
you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.